Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. You guys, I never get to start the podcast, but today I'm starting it. It's Jen. It's Jess. It's Fat Mascara's special 420 episode, man. Got a black lights going on. Got the uh, black light posters. And we're really high. On life. 
Yeah, we're not high. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but we are going to talk about uh, marijuana and CBD mm-hmm, products mm-hmm. specifically because CBD is having a huge moment in beauty. Huge. And we're going to have a learning session together, if you will. Okay. After that, Bobby Brown, our two-time podcast guest. The only two-timer, I think. Really? That's right. Yeah. She has a new company, Evolution 18. I just went to the event. I'm going to fill you guys in. It's a wellness company. And our last topic today, Sika bombs. You've probably seen these popping up more and more. We're going to get into a little of the history of what they are and what they do. And our guest, oh my gosh, we have been graced with the presence of Garrett Muntz, senior fashion editor for GQ and grooming director for GQ. I, I don't know if I'm dressed appropriately. We're going to talk gender segregation and beauty, men's grooming. It's like a boys club today. So, Jen, you and I are on the same page a lot with a lot of, you know, trends, products, love it, love it, love it. But there's been one topic where I've been a little bit of a fuss putt. I've had Mm -hmm. my arms crossed, a little bit of a believe it when I see it mentality. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the weed. We've got to talk about the drugs. (laughs) Yeah. We've got to talk about the drugs. CBD having this huge moment, but I'm not sure. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I get why you're not convinced. There's a lot of hype surrounding this product, right? I, it's ingredient, really. I think, and I'll just, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to let you take it away. I think that there may be something to it. So I don't want people like listening being like, but Jess, but Jess, you know, they say, they say, I know they say, and some <laughs> people may be right. I feel about this like as if I were a chemist or someone who just was a little bit like, a little bit of a cynic at this point. Nikita Wilson, the cosmetic chemist, said this. Jeff gave a little bit of a... Jeff Janeski, who is my fiancé, by this time we're listening to this, hopefully we've been married, hopefully nothing happened. But like... <laughs> um, He's also yeah, a scientific yeah, yeah. director. You know, th- sometimes people get a little carried away with the marketing. I have not heard of a cooler or sexier story... Right. ...in years. So right. when I hear... 15 new CBD brands have popped up and 45 emails have come in. I have to think three of them are good. Right. And you have to, you have your skeptic hat on. Yeah, I but I it. also don't know enough about the science, so fill me in. So I did a lot of research on this, talked to some experts. I've been following it for a while because I wanted to do a story on it like years ago when I was at Prevention Magazine and there just wasn't enough good science so at the time. You were hitting, you were token early. <laughs> I was token early. I was an early adopter. Early adopter. Um, yeah. So, but at that time, there weren't a lot of studies on it. And that's still the case because it's hard to study uh, le- like a drug. So why is this happening now? So now there have been some new studies into it. Um, but basically, just so you guys know, there is the marijuana plant and the hemp plant, right? There are okay. two different strains of the, well, there's indica and sativa. It's very complicated. But basically, hemp and marijuana are the same plant. And hemp has been bred to have like Usage as ropes and things like that. So it's very low in THC, which is the psychoactive. Marijuana is higher in THC and also higher in some of the other cannabinoids. So like if body shop, because I remember yes. being a kid and being like, oh, cool, let's get the hemp hand lotion. Yeah. Man, like a, you know, badass. The hemp plant is not, you can't get high necessarily off the hemp you plant. You might be able to. It's, I think it's like lower than 3%. It's, it's not what people smoke. But they're, okay, so they're not but like drug legal, farms. Right, and body legally shop. in the U.S., you can grow that because it's used for industrial uses, rope. The oil is like, obviously has flavonoids and all that good stuff. Okay. It's just a regular oil. Got it. What we're talking about is an oil that is either derived from marijuana or from hemp, depends. Got it. Which 
is a cannabinoid. So there's like 80 of them in this plant. One of them is THC that everybody knows. That's the one that has the psychoactive properties. That also has some good benefits topically, but CBD is the one that has been studied the most topically in addition to this one called PEA. But let's just stick okay, with CBD. Okay, yeah, this is getting too, too funkadelic. CBD is cannabidiol. I've been practicing saying it. Um, basically, what the studies say in the dermatologic uses, I think we shouldn't get into the whole like, oh, it's anti-anxiety when you take it top or orally or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's another show. Topically, it has lots of benefits proven with white papers from different, from different universities and everything. But the main ones are that it helps with inflammation. Okay. Pain. It's been used a lot for topical, like to help with arthritis. Okay. Um, and then... In conjunction with other cannabinoids that are extracted from the same plant, it can help with contact dermatitis, atopic dermatitis, eczema, even melanomas, which I feel like is where the interwebs takes it to be like, oh my God, it's cancer yeah, curing. I'm not going to yeah, go there. Yeah. But um, the products that you're seeing now, they're like all over Instagram. A lot of them come from Colorado just because it has like a nice marketing story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those have the CBD oil and you can use them topically. And those are those can hope, help... Those can hopefully help with all the things you mentioned. The like only the ones calming. that are really, yeah. But I think a lot of people also realize, well, if it's helping with inflammation and pain and all this, it probably helps with inflammatory skin diseases and mm -hmm. rashes and redness and rosacea. None of that has really been studied as much. Do you think that these that the that the buzz around CBD is because it's actually superior to like all of the great ingredients we have now, like oatmeal, you know, the kind of water that's in like Avenz products, which we know are fabulous for, you know, irritated skin. Yeah. Or do you think this is just, you know, and I, I say this without attitude, do you think it's just like another great option? Well, I think it could be potentially something more, as do some of the authors of this paper in the Journal of American Academy of Dermatology, because it could be extracted in a high enough dosage to have a drug effect. So as you know, there's some over-the-counter drugs that are used for acne, like salicylic acid and uh, benzoyl peroxide. I feel like if this is studied more, that could end up being at that level of effectiveness for conditions like that. Well, that would be fabulous, and I would be all about CBD. I would say... Let's make it legal. But also they're trying to like study it for cancer, skin cancers, yeah. other things like that. For now, yes, it's a trendy ingredient. Yeah. But from personal use... What do you think? I have tried a couple of these CBD oils. I just found out as I was doing my research, there was one. I was like, this one is the one that actually works. I've been using it on like my knee pain, more of like a body lotion for pain. Yeah. It's called Lord Jones Body Lotion. Mm -hmm. I found out it also has THC. I didn't realize that. So I looked into it some more, and they think sometimes in combination they work even more effectively. So, like, did you get buzzed? No, they're, they're not sure the molecule can get all the way into your bloodstream. Okay. I definitely didn't feel buzzed, but I felt more of that anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving nice. sensation. And that's, like, sort of me being a blind tester because I yeah. didn't know it had THC. Right, right, right. I was like, why is this CBD lotion so much better than all the other ones? This is great. I mean, there's so much potential. Like, it could be – this could really help people with, you know, yeah. like, severe chronic pain. Yeah. For now, like, do you need anti-aging – Serum with CBD? No. But if you have like localized joint pain, oh my God, I sound like a commercial. Right no, now. no, but seriously, like, you know, people with fibromyalgia, people with uh, like lupus. Yeah. People, you know, like they're so. This is definitely something you should look into. Apothecana calming body oil. They sell that one at Cap Beauty. That's another good one um, that I've tried. That one does not have THC, so you can get it in all of the states. Whereas if it contains THC, obviously, I think yeah. it's only like 29 states you could get it in. But 
obviously this is a big topic. We can revisit again. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are going to have lots of comments for us. Yeah. But Jess, maybe now you're going to pass, I'm, pass I'm the definitely joint. <laughs> take, take a hit. <laughs> I will take a hit of the beauty CBD. And I don't have to inhale. Sunday morning, Jen. Tell me. I had my, um, well, we know that this is not uh, approved, but I had my Diet Coke and my New York Times. I thought you made the switch to like probiotic kombucha. No, I'm drinking less Diet Coke, but I I actually did drink probiotic kombucha the other day, but you're going to laugh. I shook it up because I forgot that it's carbonated and I opened it and I was all casual. I was having this like deep conversation with my friend and I opened it and just went like, (laughs) and she's like, why'd you shake it? Because my health is blowing up in my face. But she was wondering like why I was shaking it. And she was like, everyone knows it's carbonated. I'm like, I'm I'm a kombucha newbie. Anyway, I was drinking my Diet Coke, drinking um, drinking and, and reading the New York Times, Bobby Brown, full page, you know, style section, all about things that you guys heard about a long time ago. She had, you know, she's doing her, you know, hotel makeover, but she's also really going full speed ahead um, on wellness. You just went to her event the other day, right? Yeah. And her website launched what it is two weeks ago, justbobby.com, which is like a whole goopy kind of website. So she's doing the editorial thing. But she was goop before goop. Isn't that funny? Yeah, she's always been into wellness. But the event I went to was for Evolution 18. So what is that? Uh, it's a wellness company she started. For now, there were four products. There was um, two collagen powders, supplemental powders, like a chocolate and a vanilla, a probiotic supplement, and then like a skin, hair, nails kind of supplement. Okay. And I talked to Bobby. We caught up. So what did she have to say? Like, what, what were the vibes you were getting? I, the vibes were like... Remember when I told you guys on Fat Mascara I was doing this? Now I'm really doing it. She's actually launching it on QVC. I think it launches today. It might be April 20th. Anyway, late April. Okay. Um, Just so she can directly sell, and then they'll expand from there because it's a story she wants to tell. And um, do I think they're revolutionary products? Like, no, I've seen these types of products. Of course, Bobby's the best saleswoman in the world. So she was like, I have the best collagen. I have the best probiotic. Mm -hmm. You know, all that. Um, well, of course, the marketing is like on point, like super chic. Uh, I don't know. I feel like people trust her as a wellness authority. You know, you said they weren't revolutionary, but I think that's the thing. And if you guys read the article, we'll put a link on the blog. She is so about being, whether or not like, you know, you don't get to be, you know, Bobby Brown by being like, oh, just keep it simple. You know, basic, 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 even though that's her thing she said. I think she even said on the podcast, I keep it simple. Yeah. Always keep it simple. She's a really clever person. But she, when she started her makeup line, it was like, just keep it simple. Like, you know, the nude lipsticks. People don't need 85 different colors and 20, hmm. like 20, yeah, pan, 20 pan palettes. You know, she went to shoot with Bruce Weber and she like took basically all the makeup off. And she was like, people just want like clean skin. They don't want to look like 80s Glamazon. And with this, you mentioned like the simple products. I didn't think of it like that. But she is not going to come out there with like a 12 skew line and confuse the hell out of America on QVC. She's like, there's something called collagen powder. Maybe you've seen it. This is the best one. Done and dusted. She did the edit for us. Exactly. This is the woman who brought, what was it, 10 lipsticks when she launched? Exactly. 10 in like shades that you are not going to feel weird wearing to work. She even revisited again like how she's like, I'm so glad I'm doing it this way and I don't have to deal with corporate America. Because as she was telling us, they wanted to expand into more products and more products and she didn't feel comfortable She didn't believe in like, I'm I'm making this product up. Maybe she loves this kind of product, but like a contour set or, you know, like la- mascara that lasts for like 45 hours. Or having 
40 different kinds of mascara. Exactly. So I think that's what she's trying to do for the wellness world, which truly kind of needs it because it's confusing space. Jade eggs, like <laughs> like, like <laughs> massaging your like whatever. Like it is confusing. I mean, the wellness space, I'm interested in it, but I'm also a little bit repelled by yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. And I think she is like a voice of clarity. She's not 23 years old talking about yoga and like, you know, she's she's a, a real person. Yeah. The products are good too, so I actually tried them. So what did you get? What was the one that you liked? Um, well, they used the chocolate collagen powder to make muffins and I was sort of like, isn't baking this, ruining it? Whatever. Yeah. They tasted delicious. But because of Whitney Bow, who we had on a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. she, I gave the probiotic supplement a try. Okay, how was that? Is it is it a pill or is it capsules? Chewy? Yeah, okay. just like capsules. No burps afterwards. Easy yeah. to go down. Whatever. I truly, guys, this is the least the least scientific experiment ever. I only tried it for one day. Mm-hmm. So it did make a difference, though, in a positive way for me, which was I was a little backed up that week. I understand. I understand. It happens. It got things moving real well. Not in an aggressive sense. No, no, no. It just wasn't like, like a, a bridesmaids moment. <laughs> no, just. In- just in a nice Dr. Oz approved kind of movement, if Beautiful. you know what I mean. Beautiful. And so I took it in the morning, and that evening I got home, and I was like, okay, thanks, Bobby Brown. Oh, my God, her name is now, Bobby Brown. Now that, <laughs> now that, I think, is the endorsement she's been looking for. I, I honestly feel like if she were here, she wouldn't be mad at me saying that. And I'm sure that's not the only benefit of probiotics, as we learned two no. weeks ago. But um, – they're well done, and and I'm going to buy a whole bottle of the pills to be perfectly. No, honest. she's she's really like she is a pioneer in the space, and I have a feeling like after she's done with this, it's going to be something else. So yeah, keep an eye on yeah, it. Yeah, really cool. Guys, we're going to talk about something that we've just been seeing across our desks on the counters, and it's like I feel like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Sika mm-hmm. bombs. Sika bombs. Sika bombs. C I C A. Um. But it didn't really come out of nowhere. Absolutely fact, not. Came out of Asia. That's right. This is another one of those stories of the beauty industry making a whole new exciting trend from something that's but I, been around forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. It's like as old as water. So I mean, it really actually like almost is. Well, the name Sika is the shorthand for Centella Asiatica. Centella Asiatica. You can tell all your friends Centella that. Centella Asiatica. If you say it fast enough, it turns into Sika. <laughs> Sika. Sika bombs. It's a plant. It's an annual plant. It grows in India, Sri Lanka, Malaysia, and other parts of Asia. And tigers, guys, you love, I know, uh, you know, I love cats. I love big cats too. They, when they got a wound, they would roll around in this plant. It's like a it's tiger a grass. grass. It's, it's like, like, it's like, yeah, it's called, actually, it's called tiger grass. Tiger grass. Sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's called tiger grass because they like to roll around it. I don't know, but I can't speak to that. But they like roll around in it. And when they're wounded, whether, you know, from like a hunter or like a fight, whatever. It actually heals their wounds. Cats are so smart. I just need to reiterate that. <laughs> um, and the beauty industry picked up on this. Well, yeah. Actually, it's been used it, since ancient times in like yeah. homemade preparations for healing. Right. It's not like L'Oreal picked up on it before the tigers, all the people in the t- in the, from <laughs> yeah. the townspeople just didn't realize yeah. what was going and on. And so earlier in the 20th century, you would see a lot in French pharmacies, Sika bombs. Um, for example, La Roche-Posay's is like a really famous one. That one's literally called... Sika Bomb. Um, Uriage is another French brand. They have Sika Gel. Embryolise, which we see backstage a lot. Mm-hmm. They have Sika Lease, which is the same thing. And then Bioderma also makes a Sika Bomb. So they were like a French pharmacy secret for a while. But you want to know why you're hearing about them now? Why? Take a guess, Jess Matlin. Um, 
um, K-Beauty? <laughs> yes. This happens a lot with like ingredients and products. The Korean beauty industry finds a great idea somewhere in the world and then they manage to do it and do it a lot better. And they give it a good name or they repackage it. They make it very like cute and like marketable. They're very good at that. And then, you know. K-beauty. And then women in Korea, obviously, when they go for something, the whole the trend is huge because everybody goes for it at once. Yeah. So they made Sika bombs in Korea after they were made in France. Um, and they've been around for a while, too. There's been Adopalm has one. Um, Prem. I never know how to say that. It's P colon R-E-M. They have Sika Pro. We could just say Prem. But then in the last year, coming to the U.S., you've got Innisfree and Iope. Those are both Amore Pacific-owned brands. And even Dr. Jart has one now. Mm -hmm. um, and they tend to be cleaner formulas than the French ones. You know how, like, French products, they love putting fragrance in there, you know? I don't mind a little fragrance. I'm, I'm, I'm the outlier there. Yeah. I actually, after my clear and brilliant treatments, I did go for a round two. Oh. I, I oh, did, yeah. I did. I, I was I, thinking your skin looked really Thank you. Thank spotless. you. Thank, well, I've still got a lot of freckles, but that's just my skin type. But after, cle after Clear and Brilliant round one and two, Dr. Zeichner gave me the Chicaplast. Sorry, I keep on calling it Chica. That's You're my, Italian. It's the Italian. Chica. <laughs> Chicaplast Bomb 5. That's the one that Jen mentioned um, first. I guess one of like the, the pioneer ones. The La Roche-Posay one, yeah. Sorry, La, La Roche-Posay. That one doesn't have fragrance either. No, it doesn't yeah. have fragrance. And actually, it's safe enough to use on babies. And it's... It spreads, but it doesn't spread as clean as like maybe your favorite light hydrating like moisturizer. It is a little thick, but I actually like that. It's like a bomb. It yeah. seals but it. But then it's it healing like bacitracin, but not exactly. without all that like greasy bacitracin kind of feeling. It has um, anti-inflammatory properties, which is why he recommended it to me. It has anti actually has some antioxidant properties, which is um, interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's just good at like really Heal. helping, like you know, like like wound healing. Yeah. So like you're a tiger who just got in a fight, Jess. Yeah. I actually would recommend this. You know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but you know, I know a lot of listeners are really into a lot of peels right now. Oh, I know where you're going with this. It's a great idea. Use this as a post. Like a, I want to say post op, mm -hmm. po post procedure at home. If you're doing your exfoliate, your baby facial, your whatever, it's even using like a little like brush or loofah, whatever the hell you're doing to your face, put this on after and your skin will be glowing. Yeah, it's actually, and that one is 15 bucks and it's on the lower end of the prices yeah. for this because the Dr. Jart one's like 48. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. 
Honeylove's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So 
Give it a try. Yeah. Just just know that this has been around for a while and you heard it on Fat Mascara. Guys, we've got Garrett Munts here. I'm not sure if you know who Garrett is, but he came in wearing the most fabulous suit. Maybe because he's the... <laughs> what is his title? Spit it out, Jess. Maybe because he is the senior fashion editor and grooming director at GQ. I, Put that the, in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> cue the crowds like roaring. Welcome, I mean, welcome. Like, how does anyone even look at you without like checking their nose hairs, straightening <laughs> their, their their shirt buttons, making sure nothing's askew? That's very intimidating. You're intimidating to be around. I don't know about that. I mean, I guess You're being modest. people. I mean, I do get a lot of like, well, what do you think about like what I'm wearing or how you know how's my haircut? Like, right That's when loaded. someone first meet, like first meets me and. You're right. It's a loaded question because it's like, how do you answer that? You know. But you're thinking something, right? Of course, always. Do you think they they're like being like you know like sadomasochistic or more like masochistic because they want to be told like they suck and they want to get better? I mean, I'm sure you guys deal with this too. It's kind of like when you're a doctor and everyone wants to know like, can you look at this mole like and tell <laughs> me what it, if you know? It's like that. It's like people want they simultaneously want your advice, but they also like are being self-deprecating, but they also want the validation. It's like very, yeah. it's a very weird kind of layered experience. I always go with like, well, what do you think of like, do you have any issues with it? Like put it back on them. Oh, totally. Wow. Cause usually there's one specific thing the person like wants help with and you have to get to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? My favorite thing lately is to say like, well, you know, we all have our own personal tastes. <laughs> oh, I that's, that, that's I feel, really, ooh, that's sharp. That's not neutral. It's like, it's a look. Well, it's also like, you know, that's only if they like needle me. Mm. You know, like I'll always be like, oh, I love your shirt or what a great color or whatever. But then if, they're, if they press me, then I kind of like the claws come out a little bit. Okay, wow. okay, okay. Well, okay, it's very clear from your writing, just from like the first time I met you, you really love grooming. Like, this isn't like, oh, they, you know, they threw the grooming duties onto you, like you're a fashion person, but they're like, hey, can you write about like this new aftershave? And, you know, I feel like in men's magazines, like men's media grooming has been kind of like this little tiny add-on. You love it. I do. I really, really love it. The funny thing about grooming is that guys aren't usually that experimental, right? It's more of a utility kind of idea. Mm -hmm. um, but... There's some of us out there that just love to, like, try stuff. So was there, I mean, we know you, it's clear you were really into hair, but was there, like, a product when you were younger that, like, was, like, your gateway product? <laughs> was there something that, like, you saw, like, from a family member? Or, like, was there, like, a, a guy that you're, like, holy cow, like, this guy has amazing style. I don't have to be, like, utilitarian about my look. Um, like an idol or something? I don't, that's a really funny question because I've never actually thought about that. My... Family, the men in my family are v quite the opposite of me in terms of like what they consider grooming. But something had to kind of like click. Something had to have made you think like there's another way to be. It's true. You know, I don't, I think it for me, it was mostly looking at like TV and magazines. I was always a magazine kid and I would like buy every magazine ever and just like cut it up, tear the like the pages out, keep them under my bed in a box. And like at one point I had this huge wall in my room and I just collaged the entire surface of the wall. Um, 
I was just always obsessed with imagery and celebrities and all that stuff. And I think that for me, growing up in Charlotte at a time where like I didn't have a lot of like people like me that I really knew firsthand, I was like always looking outward, you know, mm-hmm. and I was looking at other stuff and I was trying to explore and kind of find my my own stuff. Because this was pre-YouTube days, people. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like, no YouTube, barely even any internet, you know? (laughs) Um, And then what do you think, you mentioned that, like, a lot of guys, they see it as, like, utility. They're not thinking about, you know... Could I could I go feria today? You know, right? Why do you think that is? That's kind of a big question. But just from talking to so many people who are asking you questions, is there like something that is like a thread throughout everyone? Is that, are they afraid or is it just like ignorance? ignorance? Yeah, I don't know. I think that guys. What I found in my current position is that guys really want permission to talk about grooming, right? Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, a lot of it is, you could say it's, like, societal standards. You could say it's generational. You could say it's, um, you know, efficiency. Most guys don't want to spend the time it takes to do a lot of this stuff. Like, they don't want to spend hours in a, in a salon getting colored. They don't want to, like, you know, even for me, like, I don't want to spend time putting on body lotion. I mean, it's such a... It's such a a vast question, right? Because I think that women grow up with the the other side of the coin, which is like they're inundated by beauty and magazines and beauty standards and products and all this stuff. And men are the opposite. They don't really have a lot of resources to like, even if you want to know about skincare or hair care or whatever, there's traditionally there's not a lot of outlets like when that. you were learning to shave, right? Because I feel like that's probably a lot of guys' introduction to the whole grooming thing. Uh-huh. Who taught you to shave? And didn't they say, hey, maybe when you're done, throw on some moisturizer? This is, I taught myself how to shave. Okay. And then I. This feels like a home alone like moment. Basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the way that I actually learned how to shave is from the original Queer Eye. I, one of my questions is about Queer Eye, but go ahead, tell us. I Because it came out when I was like a freshman in college. Perfect timing. So I have been shaving. To become an adult and learn things. Totally. And I have been shaving for probably a couple years by then, right? But I'm, I'm not the kind of kid that had to start shaving when he was like 12, luckily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember very distinctly like, those shots that seem to happen every episode of that original series where they would be watching the guy on the hidden camera when he was getting ready by himself mm-hmm. and they would all start screaming when he went oh. up like against the grain. Yeah. And I remember sitting there being like, I should never shave against the grain ever again. <laughs> and that was really to what, laugh at you. <laughs> totally. I was like, what if they're watching me right now? Um, so that was really when I learned how to like shave, shave, right? Yeah. Does yeah. that queer eye for the straight guy, does that, did it feel weird at the time to watch that show? Does it feel antiquated now? And what do you think of the reboot? Um, it didn't feel weird at the time because I was really interested in all of that stuff anyway. Sure. And also, like, truthfully, I watched it a lot because my mom loved it. And it was something to talk to her about when I called home on, like, Sundays from uh-huh. college. Um 
I think I haven't watched it since it aired. I'm I would the imag- new one or go back no, to like the old, old one. I know. I feel like they'd be very dated. Well, the thing that I People I remember, to, remember metrosexual was like yeah. a term. Well, that was one thing. Is like you know you hear that term now and it feels so old fashioned. I, like we mm. don't even use that term anymore. Mm. And I think luckily we don't use it because I think it was very isolationist and weird. But yeah. like I think that. You know, I would imagine going back to that show now would feel very dated because it's like not as realistic in terms of the expectations as the new one is. And this podcast, like you start to talk about beauty products, but then like real shit Mm -hmm. comes out and people Mm -hmm. open up. Is that the case with men? Is it like an entree to talk about deeper stuff ever? Is it really just like product and utilitarian, like you said before? I think I think it can be for sure. I mean, I think there's a couple of different things. I think that. Men, you know, like I said, they they want permission to talk about it. So when you give them permission, yeah. it's like the floodgates open, <laughs> you know? Do you think that once, like, you know, I feel like we're in this, like, permission to talk about it stage, but mm-hmm. do you think, like, the next level is that, you know, not that men's magazines are going to be, like, super confessional, yeah, you know, like, weep stories, but I think things like, you know, acne, mm-hmm. hair loss being too skinny, being too heavy, like all these things, like they're so emotional, but I never see this stuff talked about with within the scope of men's grooming. And that's not like a, a neg on men's media or men's editors. It's like, I just don't know if, like, are we ready to go there in the same way that women's magazines, women's media has. Totally. I think it's all about opening up the conversation mm-hmm. and, you know, we've run a few stories that I think are really kind of starting that. Um, I remember a while back there was a big feature on um, male anorexia. Mm-hmm. And um, we recently did a story about a year, a little over a year ago, about concealer. And it was a first-person essay by this guy, Sean Hotchkiss, who is a great writer and um, used to work at GQ. And he basically said, I struggle with you know cystic acne my mm-hmm. entire life. And I tried all these different things. And until I stole my girlfriend's concealer and, and used it, I never felt okay walking out of my house. Wow. And I thought that was a really good... Because I, I get asked a lot, like, how are you guys going to deal with male makeup? And I'm like, well, you know, for us now, at this moment in time, I think it's a, it's a, it should be framed as a solution to a problem and not... Like a color enhancement, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that a guy is going to start. No, I, I, I don't think the average GQ reader is going to start buying like, like an, like an um, eyeshadow palette, yeah. right? But realistically, like they could be using a concealer, they could use a BB cream, they could use all this different stuff. Um, but only if they, if they, they're only going to reach for it if they feel like it's going to solve a problem. So how the concealer thing is nice kind of way to segue into this like how you know I think of maybe I'm traditionalist but I do think like there is like a men's grooming category but then I also know I've spoken to some people who think like there is no men's grooming women's grooming maybe that they just want to sell a product that is unisex Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know with the gender fluid beauty conversation happening how do you kind of reconcile like you know I cover men's grooming Mm -hmm. you know where do you what What's your stance on this? Well, my personal point of view is that products themselves don't have a gender, right? Right. The gender that's 
attributed to them is through marketing and packaging and usually fragrance, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we, as beauty editors, we do see that there are a lot more genderless products coming out. There are things that, you know, I think that, and on the other side of that as well, I think that the reason that men's behaviors when it comes to grooming are traditionally so hard to track is because they're using the, women's the products, products of the women in their lives. So like they the sales not, numbers might not reflect the concealer trend for guys. Right. They might not, they're not buying it themselves. They tend to be more, there's actually the opposite of a pink tax, right? Because I feel mm-hmm. like men's concealer costs more. Like Tom Ford and all the brands that do a mm-hmm. men's concealer. Totally. There's no there, like cover girl version of they're that. They're more like luxury forward kind thinking. Of, right. Do you find brands? that? I mean, I honestly, to be quite frank, I don't usually pay that much attention to women's makeup at all. Um, but do you agree there's something called women's makeup? For sure. Okay, like I just want to know like what what the, what, the what, mindset what, is. What's yeah. go, what's going on here? Because like I I do believe like makeup and products they're for everyone. Anyone I can use in you know Axe body spray mm-hmm. and like smell great and I feel great about it. But I wonder if you know in the end there won't be any like you know in 20 years like toys are moving in that direction sort of they're trying to like not have the pink aisle and the blue aisle right right. I mean I do think eventually we'll probably get there you know I think that it's great that like cover girl has a cover boy all that that whole conversation is happening in a very public space Um, understanding that the divide is not so strict as we probably once thought it was Mm -hmm. I do think that the the whole four men product thing is probably more, I mean, it probably started as more of a marketing thing to get guys to use products, right? Mm-hmm. And so, Well, you they know, need to use products. Of course they do. <laughs> God. I mean, yeah. so many guys. I actually, I, I, I knew, I thought of um, you guys because I had a really funny experience <laughs> over the weekend at my um, husband's family's Passover dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think it could, it goes into this because it's a, it's very much a like generational thing. Right. So we're sitting at this big table and I was on one side and I kind of stayed out of it because I wanted to observe what was happening. And on one corner of the table was um, this group of cousins, like guy cousins who are uh, around my age, like early thirties, you know, and they're super, they're like your average guy, right? They're not, you know, they obviously don't care about grooming. They, you know, all that stuff. On the other side was their dad, who's like 65, maybe even 70. Mm-hmm. And the guys, the younger guys were talking about using Biore pore strips. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my God, do you, this thing, like you put it on, on like your nose and you take it off and you <laughs> look at it and it has all this schmutz in it and blah, 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 blah. And the, and the dad was like, what, like, what is that? What are you talking about? And he was like, oh, it's this thing you put on your nose. And the, like the dad goes, that's not very manly. Mm-hmm. And the son was Ooh. like, eh. He was like, Whatever. Like, but he, so he didn't care, like, that his he dad... He didn't care at all. Did we have a teaching moment there? I, and I, like, I was just like, this is really interesting, because this, that... This isn't your family, by the way. No, this okay, is, well, it's like my, it. my, through, we got, we're through marriage. So, through marriage. So, what, so what do you think? Like, what, what are your, you know... I, I just think that... Dr. Munz. I mean, <laughs> I look at guys like my dad, who are now dealing with a lot of issues that could have been solved if they had, for instance, worn, worn sunscreen. So women from a certain era as well might have expectations on men, right. and that might lead into it. Totally. So maybe 
you know, yeah. older gentlemen just want to go there, but like think, what will my wife say? That's right. a really good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's so interesting though, because you look at that, you know, generation, right? And they have these very distinct ideas of what is masculine, what's like, you know, what's feminine. But then I think maybe it's because of like, we have more information now, maybe we're more used to talking about things like this. But I think as we see like the millennial generation of which I'm probably on the older part, like get older, like they actually do care about this stuff and they know more about it. They're like, oh yeah, I've heard my entire life that I should be wearing sunscreen. So I wear sunscreen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, we just did this story on um, GQ.com about best anti-aging products for men. And it was like, it outperformed what we thought it would. And people were like, loving it. Do you think that it's because they're working age, they want to look like viable, they want to look like, you know, they don't want to look old, they don't want to age out. I think that's a big part of it. I think for the older the older guys, like I would, when I, would I say, say older, I mean like 40s. I'm not talking right. about like, you know, 80 year old men. <laughs> totally. I mean, whenever I've talked to any sort of like dermatologist or plastic surgeon about um, men getting fillers or Botox or anything like that, of which I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that most of the guys that come to them to ask for that stuff, they want it to kind of like get an edge in in the workplace or the boardroom where they're like they're salesmen and they're they need they're worried about, I heard about that for their men's face journal. All or, the sales guys had were the first proponents of Botox. Totally, and it's like you know that is something that guys worry about, yeah. you know, and they probably always have, but now they have resources to help themselves feel mm-hmm. better about it or change it or whatever they want. So I think it's like, it's a big thing. And also as you see these kids growing up and this idea of always being camera ready and selfies mm. and all of that stuff, I think yeah. that they're going to, I think those, those are the ones that are, are going to push it even further with the, the makeup, the concealer, whatever. What you're talking about is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of like men's grooming the side effects maybe not for the better, but one brand that I think is doing an incredible job of, you know, using their powers for good is Axe. I'm really mm-hmm. inspired by what they've done. They're they're using their image, which was so like bro-ish and so, you know How to get yeah, the girl. Yeah, or a little yeah, a little, mm-hmm. you know, frat boy and, you know, just so the they've completely turned it around and now it's about opening up the conversation to so many guys. Um we'll put a link on the blog, but I like I haven't been this excited about a beauty camp a, a grooming campaign in so long as like find your magic and it's all different kinds of guys like skinny redheaded guys guys that look like Napoleon Dynamite guys that look like Adrian Brody with like the huge nose but are like super hot what <laughs> what did you think about that ad I'd I love mean, to ask someone in your space I think it's great did did you know that Axe is the number one fragrance men's fragrance brand in the world I don't doubt it they're all over the place I think it's great I mean what I noticed from them is like I think that we have the disadvantage of like remembering when Axe first came out and remembering that mm-hmm. first campaign and that first kind of point of view. For and those who don't remember, they sprayed it down their pants yeah. on their crotch. And it's, it, it was it, very sexual. It was very, like, yeah. pickup artisty, yeah. you know? And now I think that they've, un- like, understood that in order to be, for all guys, they have to broaden the, like, you know, conversation. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, just like what we're seeing in the in the women's beauty space, too. It's like this, like, kind of, like, we want to be conscious of all skin tones and sizes and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that the guys 
guys want that too. And guys want to see themselves represented in campaigns and photos just as much as women do. Yeah. What are some of the other brands that you think are doing a good job marketing to men right now? And by marketing, I mean like fulfilling their needs, not just like selling them something they don't yeah. need. Well, I am super Oh, God, he's crazy. going in the suit. What is he I pulling gotta, out? I made, I made some notes. I, I feel like he's like at the Oscars. He just like opened up his like lapel. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. I oh really God. I love it. I like, really I want to know your personal like... favorites too, but, okay. but just in general, what, yeah, like what brands have stood out to you? I mean, I think that this whole like, hyper-masculine, brown and blue, wood, wood grain, wood chopping, lumberjack vibe is so old-fashioned. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I think a lot of people think of when they think of, like, men's products, right? Mm -hmm. It's like... Like Duluth Trading Company. Yeah, and, like, it all smells like pine and, like, you know, all that stuff. So I'm, like, really into (laughs) brands like Rudy's, which is a hair um, hair line. They have a whole thing of shops um, that's out of Portland. I wouldn't know, Seattle. Yeah. Um... Bird hair care, which is really cool. They started in California, and everything is very surfy. Yeah, and cool. like the packaging is like um, like yellow and black, and um, their hair care also. Um, I think brands like like Ursa Major and Baxter are both really cool. Oh, so many guys I know love Baxter. I love Baxter. That's been around for a while too. It has. It was bought recently by L'Oreal. Was it? Um, so, and that's I to my knowledge is the only like men's brand that L'Oreal has. Just like Lab Series is the only one that Estee Lauder has. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like only, mm-hmm. like they actually develop for men. Right. Um, I, I, that kind of thing is to me more modern because it's obviously a men's product, right? Like they, they go heavy in shaving. They go heavy in kind of like formulating for a guy's skin, quote unquote. Right. But it's not like... It's not like I feel like I need to be in a log cabin chopping wood in order to use it. Because that's where I see you. Oh, <laughs> totally. totally. Oh, yeah. Now, I just took a peek at this. I love this brand. Do you? Uh, I felt Me like too. Boy smells. Boy smells. I know you, you guys love candles. candles. You are really paying attention, sir. Well, I'm a candle freak, too. We're not so editing really... a word of your episode. It's going to be two hours long. <laughs> this is long. so freaking... I can, this is the kind, this is like better than the Oscar gift bags. This is outrageous. Oh, thank you. We have a new favorite guest award, and (laughs) it goes to Garrett Muntz, the senior fashion editor and grooming director of GQ. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. This is, this is too much. Thank you. (laughs) It's time to raise the wand, and Jen, you seem awfully excited about yours. (laughs) What is it? It is, um, Vamp Stamp Vink eyeliner ink I don't know about this name with a registered trademark Vink like a wink but with a V you guys know how I feel about the liquid eyeliner I love it but you can't go in with fear I often go with fear I start then there's like a big one and I gotta restart and whatever and I always use the felt tip pen but I know that the angled brush and like a gel liner looks better crisper line lasts long lasts longer but I still have trouble doing it so I recently tried this. You get the little pot, but it's not a gel liquid liner. It's almost like a stamp pad. Okay. Loaded with like this rich inky black. Okay. And then you get the nice little stiff angled brush. Wow. And you just sort of stamp the brush into the little compact. So it's a brush like, like almost like a quill, like an old timey. Yeah, a little bit. And, and then because it's so evenly distributed on the bristles, it doesn't like drag a little. Like sometimes I love Bobby Brown's gel black eyeliner. Yeah. But like if you have a little clump extra, it'll oh. like skip a beat yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you're effed, you yeah. know? So this has a really smooth line and I just use it and I, 
I stamp almost the outer corner out like a little mm-hmm. angle, and then I drag it back inwards and make it nice and even. I know this company's known for their actual stamps. I tried that; it doesn't work. I don't know my eyes so are not this shape. This, this is sorry. This is not the original. No, this stamp is like stamp. this is for someone who's like wants to do their own painting of it. So it's called Vink, V-I-N-K. But it's only twenty bucks, and you get the liner and the brush, and it's a really good brush. I feel like for a beginner to liquid black eyeliner. This might be the way to go. Okay. I'm actually going to try that because I, I like liquid liner, but I've never found something that I'm like, this is the one, you maybe, know? Maybe this will be your one. Okay. All what right. are you raising a wand to? I am raising a wand to Aaron's Rose Day Lotion and Multicolor. This is a product I've never seen before. Hand it, it over. It is of day lotion, which is just, it's a lotion that doesn't have SPF. So let's just call it what it is. It's a lotion. Jen, you're confused. You've just opened it up and you're confused. On the cap of the lotion, well, it's a nice gold cap. It's this nice rosy cream. I like the smell. You have to like rose like this the, product. Yes. But, and that you flip open the cap and there's like a tawny sheer brown. And that is this just like, it's like a little bronzer and you can just pat it on your cheeks so you use the t- the tube has a face lotion sorry the, yeah thank you the tube and the has- cap pops open and it has little tint it has a little tint okay and the tint is universally flattering and i'm not saying that in just like a beauty editor way like it really <laughs> will like go on like it's so sheer like you can see this jen just vouch yeah, for yeah. me it's it's so sheer. It will look rosier on some people. It will look like just shimmer if you have a deeper complexion. It'll just add a little luminosity if you're if you you know have a deeper. Yeah, it's like tone. a nice dewy finish to nice it. Nice dewy finish. You know how we talked about a few weeks ago? Like, do you ever go out without makeup? And I was like, yeah. Sometimes I don't like. I don't feel finished. I don't yeah. feel myself. This is that perfect step. Sometimes when I leave out the house in the morning to like run an errand. And I'm not putting on a full face of makeup. I put this on. I put sunscreen over, of you course. You put both the lotion and the tint. I put I put the lotion on. All over. Then I put sunscreen because, unfortunately, this doesn't have an SPF. Erin, Erin, are you hearing Aaron me? Water, you hear yes. that? Yes, I know you're listening. And then I put the tint on because mm-hmm. it's just all-in-one tube, cheek-cheek, lip-lip, and then I even put a little bit in the crease of my eyes just so we have a monochromatic mm. thing happening. Bam, I'm out the door. I run my errands. I come back. I don't feel like, you know, like a housefrau, and I come back, and I feel completely polished, and then I add makeup on top. That's a cute product. It's a great product. It and is for pricey. Travel, like- yeah, it's $55. This is a luxury product. Who's kidding who? But it's really, really nice. It's a nice treat. Okay, raise a wand. Raise a wand. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at Fat Mascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 